pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A body turns up in the San Diego Bay. It's part of a very long mystery. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Big mystery tonight in the waters of San Diego Bay. Police found a woman's body on the shore of the Liberty Station Channel. NBC7's Dave Summers is there with what might make this investigation quite challenging. Dave? Yeah, well, and the channel runs along NTC Park, Mark and Catherine. It's a popular spot to walk your dog, cycle, play soccer, just about anything outdoors. But San Diego police were called here on a grisly errand. A woman's body was found in the water behind me. Guys, the area where this body is found, San Diego Bay, is vast. Can you imagine a jogger or someone walking their dog suddenly seeing a body turn up? With me, an all-star panel to help dissect what we know, Matthew Mangino, attorney, former district attorney, author of The Executioner's Toll, Dr. Michael B. Donner, psychoanalyst, clinical forensic psychologist, and author of Tearing the Child Apart. And you can find him at michaelbdonner.com. Karen Smith, forensics expert, host of Shatter Souls podcast. And you can find her at barebonesforensic.com. Deputy Medical Examiner. I believe that's Deputy Chief Medical Examiner for Travis County, Texas. That's Austin, Dr. Kendall Crowns. But first, to CrimeOnline.com investigator Levi Page. Levi, hold on one moment. You were just hearing our friend Dave Summers at NBC7 in San Diego. Take a listen again. San Diego police and Harbor police began investigating just after 4 o'clock today. Uh, busy time here with plenty of park visitors because of the slope of the bank, though. The woman's body was not easily seen. Now, homicide detectives 
were not summoned, but that shouldn't rule out the possibility of foul play just yet. An investigator on scene tells NBC7 the woman's body was badly decomposed, that she had been dead for some time, and identifying the cause of death and her identity could be challenging. Straight out to Deputy Chief Medical Examiner in Travis County, Texas, is Dr. Kendall Crowns. Dr. Crowns, when a body has been in the water for, let's just say, a week, let's start with a day versus a week versus a month versus a year, what happens to the body as far as figuring out who it is? So when the body's in the water, you're going to get decomposition rates that are a little altered depending on the temperature of the water. If the water's colder, it'll slow the decomposition down. If it's warmer, it'll speed it up. But the other thing you get is uh, scavenging by the aquatic creatures like turtles and fish and uh, things of that nature. So you can still determine what the injuries were if enough of the body's left intact, but you will see significant scavenging and uh, increased decomposition rates, especially in warm water. You know, this bay is around 12 miles long and three miles wide at certain locations. Uh, that's a very, very tough let me just say, I want to call it terrain, but circumstances under which to search. Or is there another victim? Is there a child victim? Are there items in the water that could identify this woman? Straight back to Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Levi, what do you know about the discovery? They could obviously tell it was a woman body. December 7th, 2016, and that is what appears to be a woman's body is found on the shore of San Diego Bay, and the body has been in a state of decomposing. It had been decomposing, and they were unable to identify who it was when it washed ashore because it had been decomposing. But they could tell it was a woman. To Dr. Kendall Crowns, how long would it take for the body to be so decomposed you can't even tell who it is? Uh, again, that would depend on the temperature of the water, but it could take uh, several weeks to the point that you can't readily identify them, uh, to the point that you would have to go with dental records and DNA, uh, especially if there's a increased scavenger activity, it'll quickly uh, obscure people's faces. You know, uh, you're, you're putting that very delicately, thank you. Guys, we're talking about the San Diego Bay and a body washing up. The first thing they know is that it's a woman. That's all they can tell. The body is so decomposed. Now, let's think about where we are. San Diego Bay is in a very highly urbanized area it's next to San Diego, which is the ninth largest city in the U.S., if I'm correct on that. So this could be anybody. And another issue to Karen Smith, forensics expert. Karen, that's just San Diego. What if the body were dumped? somewhere off a bridge and it's not even someone missing from san diego that really complicates identifying the victim yeah it does i mean two hours from los angeles 12 million to one i mean yeah it could be anybody nancy and you don't know how this woman's body got in the water um you know was it an accidental death was it a homicide we don't know and until the medical examiner can hopefully find some evidence of cause and manner of death uh, the detectives at that point had to make identification and then wait for the information. What about currents in a bay that big? We typically think, Karen, of currents being in the ocean, but in a bay that big or, for instance, in one of the Great Lakes, um, I remember seeing waves coming in off of a great 
lake and I, I can understand how there can be waves in a lake but in a body of water that big you have waves so we don't even know if that's where she was dumped because of the water's motion. That's right. I mean, the St. John's River ran right through Jacksonville. And believe me, when we would get a large storm, the, that water would wash over the, the seawall. It was really uh, torrential and really high waves, and that water would move very fast. So just because it's a bay doesn't mean the water's not moving. And sometimes it can move very quickly. And depending on the current, the direction, which way it was going, it can give them detectives some information. But it's still really, really difficult to figure out where that body entered the water. And you have to start from the end point where you found it. To former prosecutor, now defense attorney, Matthew Mangino, author of The Executioner's Toll, The Crimes, Arrests, Trials, Appeals, Last Meals, Final Words, and Executions of 46 Persons in the U.S. That's a mouthful. Doctor, uh, excuse me, Matthew Mangino as a an attorney, did you ever, as a prosecutor, did you ever have to prosecute a Jane Doe where you did not know the victim or her identity? Well, uh, yes. I mean, that, that's uh, an unfortunate uh, part of the of the job that you deal with, uh, um, you know, missing persons and persons that you can't identify. Uh, you know, here in this case, um, you know, we don't know what we have. We, we have a woman whose body's found in the bay. Uh, we don't know if, if her death was accidental, if her death was suicide, uh, or if there's anything, uh, you know, suspicious about her death. Certainly it's a tragedy. Certainly it's Well, wait bad. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold, hold, hold on, Matthew Mangino. When you find a woman washing up dead, decomposed, so you can't identify her, right there. I would say that's suspicious. So I don't know what you mean by you got to figure out if it's suspicious. It's suspicious, Matthew. Oh, no, there's, there's no question. Are you trying to say you don't know if it's a suicide or a homicide? Well, yeah, I mean, or an accident? we don't know if there's foul play. We, 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 you know, that's that's the, the fundamental the question here it, it is, was her death uh was it a suicide? Was it accidental? Did she did she fall into the bay, or you know was she murdered? Those those are the three uh, questions that have to be reviewed immediately and a decision made. Well, I agree, but when you said you got to figure out if it's suspicious, if I find a dead body, I'm suspicious. I'm naturally suspicious. I think anybody would be suspicious when you find a dead body. But you're right. There's only three things: suicide, homicide, or accident. So, yes, you got to determine that. And back to you, Dr. Kendall Crowns, joining us out of Austin. With a body this decomposed, how do you figure out if, which one of those three choices it is? So what you would look, if you have enough of the body left that you can still look for injuries, you would uh, then look at the injuries and determine if you felt that they were accidental in nature or suicide or, or homicide. So... It would just depend on what injuries are found on the body. Let's say it's someone who jumped in the water from a ledge. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily find any injuries, so it would be consistent with a drowning. And it, it could end up being determined undetermined if you can't differentiate the injuries. It would just mm -hmm. depend on the injury pattern as uh, how you would determine the manner of death in this particular case. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. five. Casino. 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 Win 
HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about a body that washes up on the shores of the San Diego Bay. Nine or ten miles long, about three miles wide at points. That is a huge body of water. And as I said earlier, it's uh, next to a very highly urbanized area of San Diego. So this woman could be anybody. Back to you, Dr. Kendall Crowns, joining us out of Austin. Dr. Crowns, question. Um, so you look at the body, the body's decomposed. You can't even tell who it is. So I guess you're going to have to use DNA or you're going to have to use dental records. Which one of those do you do first? So first you start with fingerprints. If you can still get a fingerprint off of them, you, you will, you will use that. And actually you can still get a fingerprint from a lot of decomposed bodies. Uh, after fingerprints, then you go with a dental. Which finger do you try first, thumb. doctor? Standardly Index. Thumb. Actually, thumb. Thumb. Yep. Ah, okay. Didn't know that. Go ahead. Uh, and well, actually, the skin will de deglove and decomposition, so it'll come off like a, a glove, and then you can actually put it on your own hand and get the fingerprints from that. But once the fingerprint option is out, uh, then you go to. Wait, what did you just say? So, what did you say? So when your skin, when you decompose, your uh, epidermis or the upper layer of your skin comes off. And you can actually take that upper layer of skin off the, the hand and then put it on your own hand and then get fingerprints that way because you can just get it from the epidermal layer of the skin. Okay. Right there. Let me just drink that in for a moment. So you take the skin off their thumb. Correct. You put it on your thumb and then do a fingerprint? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? Well, I have... Because I've never heard that in my life. And it's really skeeving me out even i can get skeeved out about criminal investigations well, um it is something we do i have pictures if you'd like to see yes as a matter of fact i would because i'm not sure i'm really buying your whole story <laughs> but okay so you start with fingerprints then what do you do next dental records or dna once fingerprints are out uh oh and by the way i, I do know what i'm doing i'm right but anyway, once fingerprints are out, uh, you move on to dental records. If you have a presumptive ID, uh, then you can get the dental records of that individual and make comparisons. Uh, after that, if they have any medical devices, you can use those to look for serial numbers. 
And then uh, after, after you exhaust all those possibilities, you move on to DNA, which you can get from a tooth or a, a fragment of bone, specifically usually the femur or a rib, and then we'll send those to the state crime lab to do DNA matches. A femur is the long part of the leg? That's correct. Above or below the knee? Above the knee. Hip to knee is the femur. What's below the knee? Uh, Tibia and fibula. Okay, so you start with trying to get a fingerprint. Then you go to... um, Dental. Dental. Then you try DNA, which can take longer. So if this person doesn't have a record and their DNA is not in the DNA database. Yeah, you have to have a presumptive ID. And they never have been to the dentist. You're just up the creek without a paddle, right? That's correct. Uh, when In those cases, if we have no idea who they are, uh, it just ends up in being, they become unidentified. You know, we're kind of talking inside baseball here, but Karen Smith, just to continue doing it, um, have you ever handled a Jane Doe where you never knew the woman's identity? At a, yes. Uh, initially, yes. And it took some time to get that body No, I mean identified. all the way through. No. No, I never I had have. a murder case where we never knew the woman's identity. That is so hard to crack a case like that because, A, you don't know who, what her identity is, so you don't know her friends. You don't know where she was last. I'm referring to a woman I found. Well, I didn't find her. It was reported. Then I went there. She was dumped out in a field, and she remains a Jane Doe to this day. I had to prosecute a guy, never knew how the vic- who the victim was. Wow. And no, it's I've never very that upsetting, Karen. Very no. upsetting. Absolutely. It's heartbreaking because, you know, the, the one thing that you want to do is return that victim to their family. And you can't if you don't know who they are. Guys, we were talking about a body that washes up on San Diego Bay shore. Uh, back to you, Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Exactly how was the woman's body found? It washed ashore and people called 911 that saw it. And they were like joggers police, or people walking by? Yes, and then police came on the scene and discovered this decomposing body. We are talking about a woman's body that washes ashore. She's a Jane Doe. Doesn't it make you wonder? Is there a husband? Is there a family? Are there children out there? Are her mom and dad looking for her? Who could she possibly be? Well, we get at least one answer in this case. Take a listen to our friends at CrimeOnline.com. Elizabeth Sullivan's decomposing body was found just a half mile from her home, floating in the San Diego Bay. She had been missing for two years, but a former San Diego County deputy medical examiner who helped conduct the autopsy says decomposition made it difficult to narrow down her time of death. It also led to another conclusion. The medical examiner did not believe that Elizabeth had been in the bay for the two years she was missing. He said the decomposition would have been more advanced. The autopsy showed that Elizabeth's body was decomposing in a way that indicated she had lain for some time on one side. Sullivan was identified through dental records. Back to you, Dr. Kendall Crowns, Deputy Chief Medical Examiner, joining us out of Austin. What does that mean? Our friends at Crime Online just gave a really weird twist to this case. What are they trying to say? What they're trying to say is basically that if she's been missing, if they've identified an individual who's been missing for two years, but the body's still uh, intact to the point that they're not skeletonized. It's at two years floating around in the water. I mean, they should have been at, at minimum skeletonized and probably not able to be found. And the fact that she washed up means that she was pretty intact. So, what is being said there is it's not 
it's incongruous with the amount of time she's been missing and the amount of decomposition that is seen. There's some intervening factor that either she was alive during the time period she was missing or something else has happened that caused her not to decompose as much. I don't know how they can tell all that from looking at the body, but that is what we are, that's the information that we're given. Uh, we are told that the medical examiner that first looks at the body does not believe that she has been in the water the entire time. So what does that mean? Guys, we're trying to figure out who is Elizabeth Sullivan and how has the medical examiner come to the decision that she was not in the water the entire time she's been missing. Obviously, they find out information about her. Take a listen. Matthew and Elizabeth Sullivan meet in Virginia. That's where Elizabeth grew up and where Matthew Sullivan was stationed in the Navy. In 2010, they get married and move to San Diego after Matthew's transferred. The couple have two children, daughters, two years apart. Matthew serves eight years in the U.S. Navy and is honorably discharged in 2016 with the rank of petty officer. Now we know who she is. So... Back to you, Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. We now know that she moved around with her husband who has been in the Navy. They get married. They move to San Diego after he, Matthew, gets transferred. They have two children, daughters two years apart. And somewhere between learning that and the day her body is discovered, everything seemingly is a big blank. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, thank you for being with us here at Crime Stories. A body washes ashore at San Diego Bay. For a while, she's a Jane Doe until somehow, miraculously, through um, methods that have been outlined by Deputy Chief Medical Examiner out of Austin, Dr. Kendall Crowns, we figure out her name is Elizabeth Sullivan. And somewhere out there, she's got two daughters and a husband. 
Let's digest what we have just heard. To Levi Page, brand new developments in a search for a Navy wife, Elizabeth Sullivan. According to Search for Elizabeth GoFundMe page, she was in touch with her father every single day and then suddenly just seemingly dropped off the map. What do we know, Levi Page? Yeah, we know that a friend called police and said, I haven't heard from her. I'm worried about her. She's missing. This search is kicked off. And police say that the vehicle that she drives was still at the home with the family, but her cell phone was nowhere to be found and it was turned off. So immediately things were a little bit suspicious. So you're telling me the cell phone didn't just go missing, that it was turned off. It was turned off. So to Matthew Mangino, former prosecutor and now author, Matthew, that means either somebody turned it off or she turned it off herself. What clue does that give us? Well, it it really um, doesn't give us much of a clue other than the fact that that we know um, that she's not having any contact with anyone. you know, for, and that's unusual. I mean, uh, you know, cell phones are something that uh, we rely very heavily on. And, and to just have a, a cell phone go dead and not have any further communication on that uh, is obviously uh, suspicious. And, uh, you know, she hasn't been seen. She hasn't. No one's heard from her. Her, her cell phone's not being used. Those are unusual That's unusual conduct for for a young woman. Well, we also have evidence of behavior or routine. To Michael, Dr. Michael B. Donner, psychoanalyst, um, Dr. Donner, for instance, they say here she spoke to her father every single day. And then suddenly, out of the blue, that just stopped and she was reported missing. So I find that very, very strong behavioral evidence. Explain very worrisome, Nancy, when somebody has a strong relationship with a family member or friend and then disappear. Uh, family's going to be very worried, and it's a, uh, a sign of concern. I agree, it's a sign of considerable concern. You put it so delicately, you're quite the master at euphemism. I say it's a sign that something stinks. Something has gone horribly wrong. Uh, to you, Karen L. Smith, forensics expert, I know you deal with, um, let me say, physical forensics, uh, blood, uh, spatter, fingerprints, fibers, hair, all sorts of DNA. But what about behavioral evidence? That's part of a police officer's job, Nancy. You know, we deal with psychological stuff all the time. We have to get into the mind of people and figure out not only victimology, but if anything happens, we have to figure out what the motivation behind that was. And to me, when you have a cell phone that is used every single day that all of a sudden is now turned off, Mm -hmm. that starts some kind of a timeline for me. That's what that tells me. It's the start of some kind of a timeline. You know what's interesting? Um, Almost laughable. We were not talking about trying to identify a body and when Elizabeth went missing. Behavioral evidence is even proven through animals. I know you all remember the Orenthal James O.J. Simpson double murder trial where the state actually started their timeline the night of the double murder with the, quote, plaintive wail of the dog, the pet belonging to Denise Brown. I think the dog's name was Akita. The neighbors had never heard that before. And I think it was there in Brentwood. Had never heard that before. 
and they all knew the dog. The dog got walked, it got taken everywhere by Denise and her children. So they knew Akita. And when they heard that sound, it was so unusual, such odd behavior for the dog, that really began the timeline for many legal eagles the night that Denise Brown and Ron Goldman were, were brutally murdered by Simpson. That started the timeline. So if you can count on the behavior of a dog, of course you can count on the behavior of a grown woman and mother. And from what I'm understanding to Levi Page, there were no prior indications that she suffered any emotional or mental disturbances. Is that correct? You're correct, Nancy. So what about the husband? This guy apparently is really taking it hard. Take a listen now to Steve Helling at People. He says that he's lost 25 pounds. He's, you know, not eating. He's not sleeping. And uh, for a while, he wasn't working. And then he finally decided that he would go back to work uh, just to give him some, himself some normalcy and also to give some normalcy to their daughters as well. Well, and we mentioned that family members are coming to San Diego. Uh, the, the, he must be holding out hope along with the rest of the family. Yes, everybody is holding out hope, you know, it's just, it's been a month. So obviously they're putting a brave face on it, but everybody's very worried. You know, somebody who's gone for a month, a mother of children, that's a scary situation. It's so scary. What does he say about their daughters? Uh, they're so young, two and four years old. Do they understand what's going on here at all? Not exactly. They don't exactly know what's happening, but they still are uh, giving them some counseling right now, uh, you know, and trying to work through it. They, they're just confused. They're, they're little, little girls. So that makes this a, a lot more heartrending than it would have been otherwise. Joining us is Dr. Michael B. Donner, psychoanalyst, and um, you can find him at michaelbdonner.com. These children were so little when mommy goes missing. What effect does that have on them? And we keep hearing, as our friend Steve Heller from People Magazine said, they were confused. They didn't know what was going on. How does that affect a child to grow up without their mother? Well, when young children lose a, 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 a parent, especially a mother, there are going to be some very significant attachment issues. The children rely on their mothers for safety and security, for psychological stability. And when a mother just disappears, it's going to be terrifying for the child because they don't really have the capacity to understand what happened. You can't explain it to them. They just know that someone that they relied on needed for their physical and emotional needs is just gone like in the blink of an eye it's very distressing and very disturbing and has lifelong effects i was just going to ask you that how does that affect a child as they grow up well it'll have an effect on their ability to form relationships and attachments not on every single child but on many it'll be a challenge for them because they won't feel safe they won't have the same kind of trust and security that a loved one will be there for them so they're going to be they're going to tend to be a little bit more suspicious of course it create psychological difficulties in childhood and adolescence when they're going to be more likely to uh, use substances, get into uh, difficult and sometimes even abusive relationships because the nature of their internal world has been shaken and the world just doesn't feel safe to them anymore. So I guess to put it simply, it haunts them the rest of their lives. Um, I've noticed that it seems to affect children more when they lose their mother. Why is that? 
in most families, the mother is the what we call the primary attachment figure, the the primary caregiver. So, uh, the the mother, especially again, this is in most families, not all, but in most, the mother is the person that does the majority of the caretaking of children and has the primary bond and attachment for the child. The fathers are important, or the other parents are important too, but they are generally. Uh, sort of more likely to be introducing the child to the outside world where the mother's role is the psychological and physical development of the child in the very early, most critical stages of life. And I understand that those roles easily can shift depending on circumstances, but I, I, I see what you're saying. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. So this woman, Elizabeth Sullivan, is a Jane Doe. Then she's identified, and then we find out she is a mother. A husband losing down to, tw- to losing 25 pounds during the search. Take a listen now to CBS 8, San Diego. When Elizabeth Sullivan went missing in October 2014, no one knew what happened to her. Did she run away? Or was it something worse? Our missing persons unit uh, uh, did an extensive uh, investigation trying to, to find her, find out what happened uh, with her uh, with, with, um, with negative results. Nearly two years later, on October 4th, 2016, police found a human body in the San Diego Bay. We went out there as a dead body. It was in a state of decomposition. Um, and then uh, through obviously uh, forensically, we were able to eventually identify the body as that of Elizabeth Sullivan. And it was just a few blocks from where Sullivan lived and police now suspect foul play. We believe she was murdered and I can't give them the details on why we believe that. It's an important part of our ongoing investigation. You know, it just strikes me right there at the beginning to Dr. Kendall Crowns. Um, and I'm going to ask, this is the Deputy Chief Medical Examiner joining us from Travis County, Texas, Austin. 
Dr. Crowns, this is uh, beyond your expertise in performing thousands of autopsies and your medical degree, but this immediately reminds me of Top Mom Casey Anthony, where two-year-old Kelly was found about nine houses down from the Anthony family home. It reminds me of the Bonnie Lee Bakley murder, where Bonnie Lee Bakley, who many believe was murdered by movie star Robert Blake, was found right there where Blake left her at an Italian restaurant, Vitello's, when he went in to go retrieve the gun he lost. And then the murder weapon was found in a dumpster a block or two away. In other words, convenience for the killer. The body here is found very near the family home. How often do you see that, Dr. Kendall Crown? Yeah, it's quite often. Usually when someone murders someone, they don't go to a lot of effort to take the body somewhere far from their home or to uh, dump it or dispose of it. It's very rarely that we see uh, in homicides where they'll cut the body up and then distribute the pieces all over the place so people can't find them or identify them. It's very rare. Usually uh, most most murderers are fairly lazy and they either dump the body close to where they live or just leave it at the scene. Guys, now we realize as we're trying to find out who this woman is, she's been missing for two years, but her home is very near the spot where her body washes ashore. What does that tell you forensically, Karen Smith? It tells me that, uh, I mean, something happened within that that very confined area, Nancy. I mean, this, you know, it, it's not rocket science. You, you always look at the people closest to a victim first. And the fact that she was found so close to home, I mean, as an investigator. To that, her own neighborhood. Yeah, yeah that, that just leads me right to the house as, as my primary place to start looking for evidence. Take a listen to Tyler Hunt. At Crime Online. Investigators conduct a thorough search of the home. Forensic tests find Elizabeth Sullivan's blood soaked in the wooden floor in her bedroom and in the carpeting. A knife found in the attic also has traces of Sullivan's blood. Matthew Sullivan says the blood in the carpet is a result of Elizabeth self-harming and that she was also likely the one who hid the knife. However, another major clue. A police cadaver dog reacts to a spot in the Sullivan garage where a refrigerator freezer had stood for several years. Did you hear that? A refrigerator freezer. It's all starting to fit together. How this woman was dumped in the San Diego Bay. She's been missing two years. But at the first moment the medical examiner sees her, he, she says, this woman has not been in the water for two years. So where has she been? To Dr. Kendall Crown's Deputy Chief Medical Examiner Austin, how can you tell if a dead body has ever been frozen? Uh, it's actually something that you can't really tell on the body. It's, uh, you might get a bit of a reddish change to the skin coloration if they've been frozen. But other than that, that really freezing doesn't leave any physical signs on the body beyond the reddish coloration and the lividity that uh, occasionally appears. So I guess the medical examiner looked at the level of decomp and knew she, based on that alone, she had not been in the water for two years. He didn't know she had been frozen. 
Wow. Okay, take a listen to NBC7's Wendy Fry. This is our Cut 10. Listen. On October 13th, 2014, Matthew Sullivan, Elizabeth's spouse, told police he had been fighting with his wife about custody and child support for their two young girls, then ages two and four. In one of his statements to police, he reported Sullivan made a mess of the bedroom and took photos. NBC7 discovered records from another 911 call made about six months prior to Elizabeth's disappearance. Elizabeth called 911 this time during an argument and told police there was a history of domestic violence between the couple. Shortly after her disappearance, Elizabeth's father flew to San Diego from the family's home in Virginia to speak with NBC7 and beg for his daughter's safe return. I feel like she's in trouble. To Matthew Mangino, veteran trial lawyer, you hear when the blood is found soaked down in the carpet. Now, this is two years later, okay, that the husband says it's because Elizabeth, quote, self-harmed. So she mortally self-harmed, and I guess, what does that mean? Committed suicide via self-harming, and then marched herself to the San Diego Bay and threw herself in? Yeah, I mean, the... the uh, explanation of self-harm for the for the pool of blood that's soaked into the carpet, um, you know, seems to be um, you know lacking in any <laughs> veracity. Uh, the issue is the, the evidence is beginning to mount in this case. Obviously, uh, we know that it's a homicide uh, because the, the the pathologist said that, but didn't say the method. We now have blood. We now have a knife. Uh, we now have a history of some. Uh, a domestic uh, abuse or domestic quarrel. So, so, so the the evidence is beginning to grow in this case, um, and it all seems, you know, to, to point to something in the home that, that resulted in her death. Guys, take a listen now to Anjo Namora, Fox Five, San Diego. Neighborly romance that became romantic and warm very quickly started to cool. Separate bedrooms. Domestic violence infidelity, financial issues, and threats of restraining orders. These are the hallmarks of a marriage in crisis. Prosecutors and defense attorneys presented their opening statements to a jury in the case against Matthew Sullivan. The former Navy sailor is facing a first-degree murder charge for allegedly killing his estranged wife, Elizabeth Sullivan. Elizabeth's body was found in the San Diego Bay in 2016 after she reportedly disappeared in 2014. She was stabbed to death. And they found five different ribs on her left side and on her back that had nicks or cuts in them. Straight out to you, Dr. Kendall Crowns. Nicks and cuts on her back. I guess they're referring to her bones. What does that mean to you? Uh, nicks and cuts on her back. I mean, to me, if she has a possible sharp force injury of her back, which is difficult to reach uh, if you're doing it to yourself. So it could be potentially sharp force injury, perpetrated by another individual. Also, the Nixon cuts could be from, uh, depending on where she was recovered, from the uh, ocean or the, the shoreline rocks in the water, uh, things of that nature. But how could they tell she was stabbed dead? How could they tell she was found stabbed? I mean, she would have stabbed wounds that would be, uh, they have a particular pattern to them. When you see them, you know they're stab wounds. So. Uh, depending on how they looked on her body, I'm sure the medical examiner assessed them and 
until they were stab wounds, and then there was probably internal injury associated with them. Is that why it's required sometime that the victim's skin be pulled away from their body to look for internal damages? Correct. That's part of an autopsy. The epidermal dermal layer, or the upper layer of skin is pulled away. They expose the musculature and bones, and then those are pulled away to show the damage to the organ. The end of the story. Take a listen to NBC7. A judge is sending a former Navy man to prison for the brutal stabbing death of his wife. Uh, late this afternoon, Matthew Sullivan was sentenced to 16 years to life in prison for the second-degree murder of Elizabeth Sullivan. She disappeared in 2014. Her body was discovered in the San Diego Bay two years later. Sullivan heard statements from Elizabeth's closest friends today about how much her death has affected loved ones. There are no words to describe this pain that still sits in the pit of my heart. Show no mercy. Show no mercy. 16 to life. Her children have been sentenced to a life sentence without their mother. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman. And Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com. And we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com.